Today is November 3rd, 2022. Welcome to Simply Bitcoin Live. We're your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution. We cover the breaking news, culture, mematic warfare. We will be your guide through the separation of money and state. It's another special show. Opti and I are once again doing it together in the flesh. How are you doing, bro? I am doing wonderful. Excited to do it in the flesh again. You can feel the energy. Uh, you know, hey. Another day of creating content. I feel blessed and honored to do this. So we're going to put on a good show and keep you guys informed. We'll keep you guys informed. We'll let you guys know what's going on. Massive adoption in another country falling, falling for the incentives that Bitcoin provides. Talk about Nigeria today. That's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Nigeria. But the reason I want to talk about Nigeria in particular is because the government made a massive effort to push central bank digital currencies in Nigeria. And if you guys remember the UN report that we talked about a couple months ago, right, the UN was hell-bent on how, you know, the world will, you know, spontaneously catch on fire if these if these countries started opting if these if individuals in these countries started opting out of fiat money into Bitcoin. And that's not happening. And again, once again, people are not falling for central bank digital currencies. They don't have the incentives that Bitcoin has. And in all these reports, they never mention the downfalls, or the, 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 the pros and the cons between the two. It's always central bank digital currencies or else, you know, it's, it's like as if it's, it's like it's just, if it's already predetermined, it's almost like it's predetermined that the central bank digital currencies by default will be better, but they never talk about why they're better. Anyways, what are we gonna talk about during the culture? And then we'll introduce our guest, Opti. Well, today's culture is going to be morphed around our guests because I've been harping on the idea of you don't need to be a developer, you don't need to be a Bitcoin miner to continue to spread the Bitcoin signal. And I think today's guests are a perfect example of this. So, uh, you know, just following along on the themes of look, use your skills and whatever you can do, add Bitcoin on top of it, and we will continue to spread the Bitcoin signal into the popular culture. So I think today's guests are a perfect example of this. So Nico, bring them in and show them who we're talking about. Yeah, we're talking about Chris and Frida, and they are the authors of Bitcoin for Kiddos. We've had we had them on pretty long time ago when they released their first book. They just released the second book. And remember, guys, this is a generational revolution, right? If you're not instilling the ideas of Bitcoin, the Bitcoin ethos in the future generation, then the fight is already lost, right? So Everyone has a role. Yesterday we had, you know, a, taking about taking back your 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 health sovereignty. We've had Texas Slim talking about taking back your food sovereignty. In the case of Chris and Frida, they're on the educational front towards children, specifically instilling Bitcoin's value, Bitcoin's lesson in the next generation. So welcome, guys. We're happy to have you on the show. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, great. Thanks for having us. Happy to be back. Yeah, it's been about a year since we were on the show last. And time flies in Bitcoin, right? A year in Bitcoin is, feels like 10 years and really does feel like that. Every single day is, is, is absolutely crazy. But anyways, let's start the show. Let's get to the numbers. Let's do it. The Bitcoin Numbers. 
brought to you by Noddle. At this point, you should be running your own Bitcoin node. If you don't use your own Bitcoin node, you're trusting someone else's. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Whirlpool, and Dojo, all from the comfort of your own home. And if you're a digital nomad, you have absolutely no excuse because now you can run a Noddle through a virtual private server. Visit noddle.eu today. All right, guys, at the time of recording, the Bitcoin price is 20,265 sats per dollars at 4,935 block height, 761,567 reachable Bitcoin nodes. We're at 15,703 blocks to the halving, 78,433 having estimate April 21st, 2024 total lightning network capacity, 5,136 Bitcoin. Once again, it's above $100 million. I like that. I think it's been above $100 million of Lightning Network capacity for, for a long enough time now because it was under $99 million for a bit, okay? And I was like, when's it going to break it? Finally broke it. Now the next milestone is $125 million, all right? That's, that's what I'm looking forward to next. Anyways, realize monetary inflation. Of course, Bitcoin continues to take fiat currencies to school, continues to embarrass them 1.77%. And that will just continue to get smaller and smaller. Bitcoin has a cap supply. And there's a supply shock caused every four years by the happening, And that's coming up pretty soon, roughly about a year from now, a year and change. Market capitalization, Bitcoin is still very, very small compared to the, the, glo uh, the world's global wealth. We're sitting at $388 billion with a B. Anyways, I made a compilation video for you guys. Let's check it out. It's actually a bunch of a bunch of things that I that I put together, um, and I thought you guys would find it interesting. Before I do that, I have to. Where was it that I put it? I don't know. That's not good. He's not prepared. Sheesh! Can I delete it? That's not good, Opti. That's not good. <laughs> we do this oh. live. There we go. Okay, Opti, entertain the crowd while I while I fix this. Oh, okay. He deleted it, guys. But hey, it's good to be here. Um, I'm getting trolled in the chat as usual. I love it. This is this is all the fun. This is all the rage. What are they saying in the chat? Uh, well, we have our boy, um, Opti's neglected ancestors, Harry Jean. What I yes. what I want to know is how does he change his name so often? I don't know. He wanted me to pay him sat so that he can change his name, but I told him no, and he still was able to handle it. So who knows? You know what we could do, honestly, before rather than upload this, just let's let's add the source, and I think that's 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 even better, and it's faster, and we don't have to wait. All right, guys. So let's check out this video. Uh, it's a compilation, and it's just it's just a bunch of Bitcoin accomplishments people playing with bitcoin edward snowden when using a bitcoin miner to heat their place it's freaking awesome let's check out the vid let's do it. great news boys and girls it is not that the dog has finished dinner it is that the heater is back on for the season inline fan filter probably from an atv got a fresh s9 cranking along from the guys at kaboom racks we are porting straight into the HVAC system. We're staying warm the winter. Big shout out to all the home miners, all the pleb miners. Now, I won't say whether I have a coin or anything else, right? Uh, um, 
the servers that I used to transfer this information because I didn't want these records connected to my name when I understood how the system of mass surveillance worked, uh, they were paid for using Bitcoin. All right, all right, all right. Well, dude, that guy using Bitcoin to house was absolutely incredible. <laughs> um, I think I think if enough people do that, we're, we're gonna win, bro. I mean, there's really nothing they could do about it. Edward Snowden also uh, using it to, uh, you know, he's yeah, Edward Snowden it using it to pay for a server and the person just at a regular supermarket just using it to check out man like all these things are happening at the same time and when i saw those videos on twitter i was like dude there's no way i could explain this independently let me just make a compilation video and we could just all see it at once because so much adoption so much history is happening right now imagine if every house and there it, it's bound to happen there's bound to come up a bitcoin company that starts making heaters but instead of regular heaters, the heaters are ASICs themselves and people start installing that in their homes and they actually start to save money on their electric bill because the thing that's actually heating their home is now actually paying them to heat their home a little bit, right? This is absolutely insane, absolutely phenomenal. With Edward Snowden, again, Bitcoin's the money of enemies, censorship resistant, that's the signal right there. And then adoption, bro. People are just using Bitcoin at the supermarket to pay for things willy-nilly. And now she'll shout out to Jack Maulers and, and Jack Dorsey. They're, I know they're pushing that um, They're pushing that hard. Anyways, Opti, what are your thoughts, bro? Well, first off, shout out to Kaboom Racks. And if you guys remember, or I don't know if you remember, did, if you guys caught last night's uh, Simply Bitcoin IRL with Ben and Matt O'Dell, you guys saw the the legendary cage match about bitcoin miners and and energy use and one of the things that matt was saying is that i can't wait till just all home heaters are just running s9s or, or bitcoin asics and they're heating their house up with uh you know with space heaters aka bitcoin asics and it's you know shouts out to all the the bitcoiners out there all the home miners that are continuing to decentralize the bitcoin network and are heating up their houses, heating up their heating up their uh, greenhouses, creating food with the heat, using what uh, most people would would wouldn't even use is is just an excess heat from from big tech and and computers and the like. And this is why Bitcoin will win because it's going to take. People are going to heat up their houses with ASICs. So who needs a heater in their house when you can make money off your space heater in your in your basement? Absolutely, man. What do you guys think? What do you guys think of the compilation video? So many things going on. I know you guys are on the educational front, but I think this is equally as important. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, like like what you're what you're talking about, you know, building on Bitcoin means so many more things than just building on the protocol base layer, you know, building with the uh, do you guys hear me at all? Yeah, we can. We can. We just realized that we had our mics, our, our legit mics off for, for five <laughs> minutes. We just turned them on. Anyways, uh, so yeah, sorry, we're rolling with the punches. <laughs> 
we're figuring it out as we go. Anyways, um, so let's go one by one. What did you guys think of Edward Snowden? Again, I mean, it's not surprising. No, not at all. I mean, I think it's, you know, every time you throw at Snowden and Bitcoin together, the conspiracy theorists, you know, are loving it. And um, the other side, the like, just I, my father-in-law, you know, is like, oh, see, Bitcoin is like a bad thing, right? Because they throw it in with Snowden. So like automatically he's moving a little bit further away from even wanting to discover it. Right. So that's how I see it. But um, I think more and more people are just understanding that this is really like a pearl. You, you can do so much with Bitcoin right now. And like seeing people check out El Salvador adoption, that was a big step. You know, when I talk to people now and like I go to my farmer's market and I try to orange pill every single stand there to accept Bitcoin down the line. And every time I talk to them, you know, I have to throw out, you know, there's a whole country accepting Bitcoin now. And they, they just like, oh, wow, you know, except my one farmer's guy, farmer's stand guy that actually is from El Salvador. And, you know, he is from this country. He's go looking to go back now because everything is moving so nicely to actually become better with Bukele and the lead and everything. And, uh, you know, he's, he's just asked me to send him more information on Bitcoin, which is awesome, you know. You know, Bitcoin. Yeah. No, uh, go ahead, Chris. Oh, now that I was just going to kind of add to that and say, you know, one of the one of the the best things about Bitcoin is that it's it's really used to service the unbanked around the world. And when you think, you know, why are people unbanked? They're unbanked because um, the powers that be are trying to control their communication between individuals. So it makes the the, the powers that be uh, more powerful and everything becomes more centralized through them. So having something like Bitcoin that allows people to um, send value back and forth to somebody else without having a third party uh, intermediary really does actually increase the kind of the, the world knowledge about how, how everybody's experiencing life and what life could be if we were just more uh, self-sovereign and more decentralized. Absolutely. And I think that's the, I think that's the, the beauty of all this, right. Is um, it's, you know, it's this, it's happening on such a, such a global level at the same time that it's really, it's hard to keep up with all these things all happening at once. And it's just all in all these individuals pushing forward this future, whether they want it for their kids, whether they're, you know, just acting on their own and in profit incentive. And it's just all moving forward, man. It's just, it's really hard to keep up with, but it's, it's happening. And this adoption is just going to continue to accelerate and accelerate and accelerate. And by doing so, uh, like the article that I read yesterday by Alex Gladstein, right, where the number go up technology and the freedom go up technology are inextricably linked. And I think that is absolutely the case here. But anyways, let's get to the news and let's do this. The Daily News. Brought to you by Bitbox 2 Bitcoin only edition, a hardware wallet by Shift Crypto, crypto like cryptography. It's secure, it's open source, and it's so easy your mom can set it up. Self custody is the revolution, and the Bitbox makes it simple. Do not leave your Bitcoin on an exchange. Order a Bitbox today. All right, guys, okay. let's talk about this. Uh, very interesting. Also, guys, I, we are aware of the technical difficulties. We apologize. We're, we're rolling with the punches. This is Simply Bitcoin Live, specifically with the camera quality. It looks like we got the microphone thing taken care of, but we are working on the camera quality. Bear with us. The signal doesn't stop. Anyways, Nigeria becomes the most common crypto-obsessed nation after, crepe, after April uh, crash. 
And here's the paragraph that I wanted to read. It says, Nigeria's uh, growing interest in crypto is fueled by inadequate financial services in the country, something that has been a key reason for crypto adoption across Africa. As Cointelegraph reported in April, nearly 17.36 million, or 52% of Nigerian crypto investors have allocated over half of their assets to cryptocurrencies. Nigerians started using crypto as a viable alternative to store and transfer assets. I know what you guys are thinking. Crypto, crypto, crypto is a Bitcoin only show. What the hell is going on? Guys, crypto provides a false sense of financial sovereignty because they sacrifice decentralization to add more features, whether to make it faster, to add smart contracts. Because they sacrifice decentralization, it is inevitable that it will be co-opted by governments. That's already happening in the case of Ethereum. Since Ethereum migrated to proof of stake, we know that over 50% of their validators are already actively censoring for the Office of Foreign Asset Control, which is a department of the U.S. Treasury. It's already being co-opted. Why? Because it wasn't sufficiently decentralized. So again, yes, people might get distracted. They might see Doge. They might see these things. But the only thing that is decentralized enough to separate money from state, which is why we focus on it, is Bitcoin. But... At least this is a step in the right direction. At least this is people opting out of non-government money. That being said, let's check out the Google Trends in Nigeria, right? This is the Bitcoin trends. And as you can see, it just continues to go parabolic. I want to meet the people that were searching Bitcoin back in uh, 2004. Holy crap. They must have known something we didn't know. But anyways, here's the part I want you guys to pay attention to. In 2015, it continues on an uptrend directory. I mean, trajectory. And I hope this continues to happen. Here's another article. Crypto adoption. Nigeria this, uh, is dated 15 September 2022. Nigeria ranked Africa's first. In Africa, Nigeria is the leading country in terms of cryptocurrency adoption, according to a blog post from Chain Analysis, a U.S.-based blockchain analytics company. The index published by the U.S. company aims to distinguish countries based on the maximum amounts of financial resources that individuals and non-professional investors are willing to invest in those digital assets. On a global scale, Nigeria is the 11th. It is not the only African country in the world's top 20, however. Morocco ranks 14th, while Kenya ranks 19th. The three countries are part of a group of 10 where average incomes are considered to be below global standards. Nigeria may owe its position as a leading African country with the highest crypto adoption to its population. Kenya ranks fifth in terms of cryptocurrency peer-to-peer uh, -peer -peer trading volumes while Nigeria ranked 17th. Even though the value, of, and this is the signal, value of cryptocurrencies has dropped sharply some currencies lost more than 50% of their value since November 2021. Many people still trust in them, trade them, and even use them in economic transactions. And that last part is really interesting. Why do you think that is? Well, we always bring the receipts on Simply Bitcoin. This is the, e this is the Naira as it relates to the U.S. dollar. It continues to go and lose value, meaning their local fiat currency has a great deal of inflation. We had Harry the Eagle, right, from Nigeria, and what he said, it's like, I love, I'm not gonna copy his accent, but he said, fuck shit coins. We have double digit inflation, right? And he, it, it's like, it's easier to convince people of Bitcoin in developing countries, because in developing countries, they deal with double digit inflation all the time. 
And when you tell them, look, a non-censorable, non-debasable currency, they tell you, where, where do I sign up? And now, now let's compare the Bitcoin price with, towards the Naira, right? Bitcoin continues to go towards the Naira, but not even the Bitcoin, not even against the Naira. This is also doing against the dollar. So think about its two benefits. Even if someone in Nigeria was lucky enough to get their hands on dollars, those dollars are still losing value as it compares to Bitcoin. And if you want to know why, and this is what I want to talk about today. This is released today. If you want to know why the Inara, which is the attempt by the elites, by the WEF, by the United Nations, right, to push central bank digital per, uh, currency project onto this country, onto this developing country, you want to know why it failed. It failed because it could never match Bitcoin's incentives. What are Bitcoin's incentives? Censorship resistant, can't be debased, cap supply, meaning your purchasing power increases over time. Governments will always want to censor and governments will always want to debase. They will always want to debase because that is how they pay for themselves. Anyways, it goes on to say, they never say that, by the way. It's never mentioned. Geopolitical analyst Nick Giambruno called Nigeria's Inaria uh, e project a massive failure while saying that the outcome has not been, quote, what the elites hoped for. According to Bloomberg, less than 0.5% of Nigeria's 211 million population is using the Inara digital wallet. Now compare that to the Bitcoin uh, adoption and dude it's it's being blown out of the water blown out of the water why is that why don't people want to use the inara because bitcoin's incentives are better so the only thing they have left right is coercion and they're also riding on the coattails of all the officiality of state money all the mythology behind state money right you know the the pyramid on the back of the dollar you know george washington making it official like look at money it tells a story it has a myth behind it right a pyramid with the grand skiing eye on the back of a currency right it's very very symbolic right bitcoin is also very symbolic the mythology is important right but again the mythology could only go so far that officiate that officiality could only go so far the people in suits trying to convince you that their money is legit could only go so far if your money is constantly buying you less and less year after year and by the way this will happen in the united states if if inflation rates continue to stay where they are Let's see how easy it is to convince some of your friends if we have 8% inflation for the next five years. Let's see how much they trust what the guy has to suit, uh, what the guy in the suit on TV has to say. Chairman Powell. Jerome Powell. Anyways, we hope this engagement will improve everybody's understanding of Inara, know its benefits, and that the people will engage will help us drive its use as well as educate people about what it is, right? This is the, the CBN director in charge of the initiative, right? So what, what are the benefits exactly? I don't understand. Do you know the benefits of a central bank digital currency other than empowering the government? Commenting, Jim Bruno said, an assortment of elites, including academics, central banks, and politicians were, see, it's not people, it's not business people, it's not regular people, it's not the plumber, no, no, no. It's academics, central banks, and politicians. That's a terrible combination, bro. 
We're closely following all the people that hate Bitcoin. We're closely following the Inara in an attempt to gauge the public's response. He continued by referring to the CBDCs as a tool of, his words, not mine, enslavement. Critics argue that the mechanics of CBDCs infringe on personal privacy and leave citizens vulnerable to tyrannical leadership. Now, it's interesting because let's check out this this article that we've referenced many times released by no other than the United Nations at the top of the screen for our audio listeners their slogan is this is not a joke prosperity for all that is really their slogan spells out actions to curb cryptocurrencies in developing countries looks like those actions aren't working out and bitcoin is once again taking you guys to school. You can't stop the honey badger. The honey badger has better incentives. If you want to beat the honey badger, you got to match the incentives. Coercion isn't going to work here because of its decentralization. Your usual tools of getting, of forcing people to do what you want aren't going to fly. Sucks. Anyways, moving on. So look, they, they were kind enough to, you know, come up with this nice, Nice little graphic. Let's see where Nigeria is. Share of the population that owns digital currencies, right? Here it is, 6.3%. This is an old number. It's much higher than that. Let's compare that with the ENAR numbers, right? Um, it is 0.5%. Ugh, getting crushed, bro. Um, anyways, let's read about what's, let's read some of the things that the United Nations has to say. Um, it says public payment systems in the digital era. The policy brief entitled Public Payment Systems in the Digital Era Responding to the Financial Stability, they, they love that word, Opti, financial stability, and security-related risk of cryptocurrency, focuses on the implications of cryptocurrencies for stability and security of monetary systems and to financial stability. I, look, I think that what they're really doing is they're, they're redefining terms, and I think that when they, when, they're, when they say that, they're really talking about their financial stability of the bureaucrats, of the bureaucracies, of the governments. But of the people, I don't think that's what they're talking about. Because I know, I could tell you for a fact that Nigerians are getting a lot more financial, look, the proof is in the pudding, guys. If they're saving, if Nigerians are saving and earning in Bitcoin, there you go, don't believe me. Bitcoin price goes up and to the right, and that's against the dollar. So, <sighs> bullshit. Anyways, it is argued that a domestic digital currency system that serves as a public good could fulfill at least some of the reason for crypto use and limit the expansion of cryptocurrencies in developing countries. Depending on national capabilities and needs and monetary authorities could provide a central bank digital currency or more readily a fast retail payment system. Given the risk of occurring the digital divide in developing countries, the United Nations urges authorities to maintain the issuance and distribution of cash. Going on, it goes on to say, the cost of doing too little. Let's see what they think. The policy brief entitled, The Cost of Doing Too Little, How Cryptocurrencies Can Undermine Domestic Resource Mobilization in Developing Countries. I think what they mean that is how crypto, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to redefine it, how cryptocurrencies can undermine our ability to steal domestic resources in developing countries, discusses how cryptocurrencies have become a new channel undermining domestic resource mobilization in, de in developing countries. While cryptocurrencies can facilitate remittances, they, also, they may also, exactly, it's all financial stability, it's tax evading, it's avoiding illicit flows, right? In this way, cryptocurrencies may also curb the effectiveness of capital controls, a key instrument for developing countries to preserve their policy space and macroeconomic stability. Now, ladies and gentlemen, in this entire article, 
It's an entire article released by the, the United Nations titled Prosperity for All. Guess what? They never mention inflation one time. They never mention the reason why people are choosing an alternative in the first place. And Nigeria has double-digit inflation. So it's ridiculous. Look, just looked it up. The, the eighth straight month, Nigeria just had 20.77% inflation rate. 20%. <sighs> So yeah. it's never mentioned in the United Nations article. It was never mentioned by the people pushing the, the central bank digital currency. So who is what is the central bank digital currency? Who is it benefiting? It's benefit, it says it right there, the academics, the central bankers, and the politicians. But the people of Nigeria don't benefit from that. The people of Nigeria, the proof is in the pudding, I showed you are benefiting their purchasing power is increasing if they're saving in Bitcoin. And that is why, ladies and gentlemen, you have a lot more Bitcoin adoption in Nigeria than you have central bank digital currency adoption in Nigeria. And by the way, this is just, I want to talk about Nigeria because the, the article dropped, but this phenomenon is happening on a worldwide scale. This is happening in, this is happening in Venezuela. This is happening in Argentina. This is happening in Turkey. This is happening in Lebanon. People are awakening to the fact that they can they can save and earn in the money, and they don't have to fear that their money is going to be debased, easily confiscated, or censored. And that changes everything. Opti, what are your thoughts? And then we'll we'll move on to the Bitcoin kiddos. Well, first and foremost. Um, if you guys hang out with us in, in our spaces, you guys were, you know, you heard it there first by one of our friends, Ragnar, and he's a Nigerian and he was talking about this with us, uh, like all of last week or yeah, all of last week. And he, he essentially was so bullish on this regard that Nigerians are adopting Bitcoin, that they are countering, um, the FUD by the government and th that they're trying to force the use of the Enera and they're basically telling them like, no, we will not be forced to use a money that is designed to steal from us. But he also added some, some extra sauce in there that the politicians out there and the elites as, as that article that Nico covered, uh, named, uh, they are using Bitcoin themselves. And so it's one of these, you know, rules for me or rules for thee, but not for me. And, it's just something that we've been talking about on the show for a long time, that third world countries will adopt Bitcoin most likely first because they know what it means to hold bad fiat. And Westerners in the first world, we, we have the that meme that Alex Gladstein created. You know, we have financial privilege. We are, at least in America, we have the dollar as being the world reserve currency. So we are very lulled to sleep with complacency because our money has, quote unquote, financial stability. And uh, there was a, oh, a Freudian slip there that Nico was talking about when he was talking about the mythology of the dollar. Uh, you said that the grand scheming eye instead of the grand seeing eye on the dollar. Yeah, it was it was an amazing Freudian slip. And I, I think it, it's a, a very good tell of, of where I don't want to say where our bias is, but where their bias is coming from. Um, but it reminded me of something that we were talking about. Look, Nika just brought up the numbers that inflation has 20 percent inflation for the last eight months. Like that is insane. And it reminded me of something that we covered yesterday on one of these streams that Nico was on, he he had uh, the last call with Swan Bitcoin, and we had Jeff Booth or Nico had Jeff Booth on, 
And he brought this great analogy, and I think it's a great way to frame the conversation. And Jeff Booth said, imagine if someone came into your house and stole 2% of, of your property at your house. You might not notice it. But if they start stealing 8, 10, 15, 20% of the, the products in your house, you're going to start to notice this stuff. And this is why Nigerians are adopting Bitcoin at such a high level is because you, you start to feel the effects of inflation. And something Nico's told me a long time ago is like you can't hide the sticker shock of inflation. And people fundamentally want to save for their future. And again, Relating to that article, like you can't stop the signal. It's it's amazing that in their own articles, the to you know the journalists out there are are saying what we say all the time on this show that the elites are trying to force the use of bad money, mm-hmm. and the narrative is breaking down, and they can't hide the truth. It's our meme world, and everyone is just living in it. And you can't hide inflation for too long, so it's just going to continue to push Bitcoin adoption in the future because. Government stealing your money is one of the best marketing for Bitcoin. Amen. Amen, brother. And I, I love that. I love that line. I might steal it for a tweet. Elites want to force you to use a money that steals from you. And man, that is that's some opti truth right there, bro. Holy crap. Anyways, Chris and Frida, I know we went on a little bit of a, of a tangent, but we wanted to cover this amazing news that is coming out of, of de- this developing country that has been plagued for for years and years and years with this high inflation that steals from its people, and now they actually have an opportunity to save. And we should get Harry the Eagle back on because holy crap, man. His, and his smile and Ragnar, his smile was contagious, man. Like I felt that he's like, I love Bitcoin, man. We were speaking the same language, even though we were separated by the Atlantic Ocean, thousands of miles away from each other, but we were in sync, man. And that's because, bro, we were sharing the same operating system, this operating system of hope and freedom, and the operating system is Bitcoin. Anyways, Chris and Frida, what what are your thoughts on all this, man? What are your thoughts on on all this, guys? Like, are, are you seeing what we're seeing, or are we just a yeah. bunch of optimistic yeah. Bitcoiners? So much to unpack there. Uh, I don't know how child friendly my answer is going to be to this. I really got to dumb it down, I guess you'd say. But you know, kind of what you were saying, what people don't realize about inflation is that it's a compounding thing. So if you have fifteen percent last year and you have twenty percent this year over the last two years, that's thirty-five percent of your money. So it's it's really not a wonder why Nigerians and other third world countries uh, populations are switching to something like Bitcoin, because even though Bitcoin can have a drawdown of, say, you know, 60 percent, which we've seen over the last year or 65 percent or whatever, that's nothing compared to these other countries that are losing 100 percent of their value every five to six years. So I think I read in an article as I was preparing for this that uh, Nigeria was looking to um, they they recycle their money or they change their money every five to eight years. So basically what they're telling you is every five to eight years, we know we're going to steal all of your wealth from you. And so we're going to change it and make you feel about it. And then we're going to give you a stronger currency, which is a complete lie. And then back to, you know, Jeff Booth's sort of idea. I love that Opti brought that up because it's such a great analogy that if someone's stealing 20% of all of your uh, furniture from your house every year, That means every five years, you have to replace every single piece of furniture in your house before you can go out and buy other goods and services that you've been saving for. I think uh, in general, like, and especially in the US, we're in such a bubble. 
Um, so I always love looking worldwide as at Bitcoin adoption because it is something where, um, you know, if you if you just in the United States, I'm trying to orange pill like all my neighbors, right? I'm trying to do the right thing, just <laughs> trying to get the word word out there. And people are even like with the current inflation, not really blinking an eye, right? They still go to the supermarket, they still kind of buy the same things. Yeah, there's a little bit of complaining here and there, but I really want like people to go into the supermarket and to like scream out loud as to like what's happening to our country right now. And they're just not, they don't, they don't see it. They don't want to see it. It's kind of like, we've been like, you know, ever since like we, you know, come from school, we've just kind of always been told like everything will be okay. Like the government is going to take care of you. And that's just not going to happen this time. Right. I, I just strongly believe it's not. And that Bitcoin is really the, the way out. Um, yeah, when you have these central bank digital currencies, especially in countries like Nigeria, where you assume that they're going to inflate the the CBDC just as quickly as they're inflating the hard currency, you have to think to yourself, what's the incentive for somebody in Nigeria to really want to hold that thing? If their idea is they want to go out and they want to buy more and they want to have more value out of their life and they want to transact with other countries, uh, I mean, what other country is going to want the the e naira or the naira dollar? I mean, that's one of the problems, right? It creates this imaginary slavery box around the population there, where they not only can't experience the outside world, but the outside world doesn't really want to experience them. So it just creates this almost like a concentration camp, uh, if you will, from the as you put it, the politicians, the central bankers, and the academics. academics. Yeah, no, and I think you you absolutely you hit the nail on the head, right? That's that's uh, that's that's what it is. It looks like Yellow's going to join us today, <laughs> yes. um, but no, but that's exactly what it is, right? It's 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 lo- using your local fiat currency. It and Lynn actually said it yesterday on on the Pacific Bitcoin last call special. It's like, look, I had she's in her case, she's like. I have this Egyptian money in my cabinet and Egypt is a huge country. There's millions of people, but I can only spend it there. And if you compare that with Bitcoin, right, you could spend it worldwide, right? I could, you know, I could buy Bitcoin here. I could spend it in Nigeria. I could send it to Nigeria. Pennies on the dollar doesn't cost me anything. Don't have to ask who I'm sending it to. You know, it's open. It's an open monetary network and you're limited by these fiat currencies and not also that they steal from you too so it's like what incentive do you have to use them and i think it's just a matter of time before the world wake up to that reality and look it's already happening in nigeria it's spreading like wildfire anyways let's get to the culture opti let's do it the daily culture Brought to you by SwanBitcoin.com. Swan is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases, serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. We love Swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging. What are you waiting for? Visit SwanBitcoin.com today. All right, everybody. Let's get to the meme review. No, no, no. It's culture, bro. Culture, oh, culture, sorry. Culture. It's the culture. It's the and, culture. And you need to do the the Pacific Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Just bear with us, guys. This is uh, we are Opti and I are together. First time in this studio. Um. Anyways, guys, I want to tell you about Pacific Bitcoin. Pacific Bitcoin is happening in six days, twenty one hours, three minutes. 
exactly. <laughs> the speaker list includes Michael Saylor, um, Lynn Alden, Corey Clipston, Jeff Booth, Robert Breedlove, Mark Moss, Dr. Jeff Ross, Nico, and Opti are going to be doing a live Simply Bitcoin special from the Pacific Bitcoin Swan Dome. You can take advantage of the promo code all caps simply to get a big discount to your Pacific Bitcoin tickets. It's going to be the largest Bitcoin conference on the West Coast. You're not going to want to miss miss it, guys. Get your tickets now. Anyways, Opti, what do you want to talk about today on the culture, my friend? All right, man. Uh, this this is this is a, a topic that I, I really hold dear to my heart because, you know, we're media guys. Uh, Nico used to mine. I'm just, a, I'm just a, a sat stacker over here. And... I've been harping on the idea of using your talents and skills to help spread Bitcoin adoption in any way that you can. You don't necessarily have to be a developer. You don't necessarily have to be a Bitcoin miner to help Bitcoin. You just need to direct people to Bitcoin as the best savings technology, that self-custody is the revolution, and explain the best tools to do this. Just use your skills that you have and put Bitcoin on top of it. And I really love what Bitcoin for Kiddos is doing because I, I truly believe that Bitcoin is the children. I've stole, stolen that meme from Greg Foss, but I love it. And when I say that, it's like, you know, saving for your future children, saving and providing a future that we want for the children. And it's the other meme that's not necessarily a Bitcoin meme. It's like, be the change you want to see in the future and providing a bright orange future for the future children and stop stealing their future like the boomers have done with fiat. But I really believe that Bitcoin for kiddos is hitting the nail on the head because... They are, they've created a Bitcoin book for children and, and you're getting that signal out in a way that we can saturate the culture. And you have this great tagline on the website. It's make Bitcoin simple. And I absolutely love that. I've been, I've been trying to spread that same idea, but you just distilled this in a perfect meme. So could you elaborate on why you chose to write a Bitcoin children's book and what the thinking was like why you were creating this? Sure. Um, well, really how this came about was uh, my orange pilling journey came about very drastically when, you know, we have normally dinner at the dinner table and everybody pays attention to dinner and we don't have any devices at the dinner table. And one night my husband um, decided to be on his cell phone and decided to proceed to tell me that he needed to get off the dinner table to buy more Bitcoin. This is when Bitcoin dumped uh, like three and a half years ago uh, to 3000 and um I was furious. And so that started my rabbit hole journey down the Bitcoin lane. And uh, I was never a shitcoiner. I'm proud to say that. And um, uh, after about two months of intensive podcast listening and so on, I became a full heart Bitcoiner. And I turned to my husband and I said, why is there not enough money in Bitcoin? Where, why are all our savings still in fiat? And so um, he was pleased with that. Um, and then it kind of went forward from there where I was just like, you know, our son at the time was uh, almost four. And I was like, how are we going to explain this to the kids? You know, I grew up in a household that did not have a great money education. Um, I was never poor, but I was never educated as to where it actually comes from, how it's produced. So like that was all like self-education that I had to do in my uh, 30s. And uh, so, yeah, that kind of led us down you know, me pressuring Chris, who's really good with words, to write something so I could draw something. And so that's kind of how we collaborated every night to do that. And so then we did that book actually a, a year ago to uh, Orange Pill the Kids. And then we went further this year uh, and we actually created 99 Signs You Might Be a Bitcoin Maximalist, which is our newest book, 
which is not precisely for the kids. It's more for like the person that you know is a hardcore Bitcoiner and you want to make laugh. Uh, we also, um, as we develop this book, you know, we're working, showing it to everybody, you know, Bitcoiners, not Bitcoiners. And uh, a couple of our neighbors that are not Bitcoiners still dabbling in shit coins and believing truly in the fiat system and that it's, you know, going to go back up. Um, they were very intrigued by some of the images we drew and some of the, it's, it's pretty much a book full of memes, you guys, it's funny. Um, and so it was, it was a great conversation starter. So we just always love putting something out that gets people talking more about Bitcoin and away from the shit coins, because it's just really, really sad. Like, especially thinking about Nigeria and how many people there are really, you know, poor to the point where they need to understand to put their money in the right place, which is Bitcoin and not into some shit coin. Um, uh, not Satoshi's coin, not any of that, right? And so um, how do we do that? We just like, you know, spread the word with what we do best and we love creating art and, you know, Chris loves the words and, you know, inspires my drawings a lot. Like when we went through this, this was really like a partner work. Yeah, so many yeah. pictures in that first book, even as I read it now, you know, it's kind of a, it, it's the story of Bitcoin, but it's also kind of the future story of Bitcoin. And as we go through these, you know, it's the the idea of, you know, sometimes decades happen and nothing happened. And sometimes, you know, everything happens and you know, decades happen in a, in a year. And that's kind of what Bitcoin for kiddos is, because as you get halfway through the book and you start reading the second half, it's all kind of visionary. And the stuff is uh, is really starting. Well, that's a different book, <laughs> it's, no. uh, but uh, it's starting to come true and it's starting to come true in a scary way. Like you had the page on there with the with the man in the ivory tower. And now we're starting to hear a lot more stuff in the in the, the mainstream media about even the the newscasters using the term ivory tower when they're talking about central bankers and these elite uh, type of people trying to force um, their will onto us. And the Bitcoin community, the, the the more you're into it, the more you just realize it's you don't want that. You want you want more freedom. You want more separation. You want more choices. And that's kind of the path that that Bitcoin leads you on. And then so some of the feedback we got about from the first book is, uh, you know, this is a great book for kids, but it can probably also be used for adults as well to orange pill. And uh, me spending probably way too much time on Twitter and just seeing from the meme factory, meme after meme and then comment after comment from thousands and thousands of Bitcoiners. I just it, it just dawned on me that there were certain things that all of us Bitcoiners have in uh, in you know, that we all have a relationship with one another, but because we're so decentralized, we don't have an opportunity to kind of express those ideas to one another. So we wanted to create a book like 99 signs. You might be a Bitcoin maximalist to help people realize that we are with you. We are here. We, we see what you see. We understand what you understand. We're having the same conversations with our local circles as you're having with your local circles, no matter where in the world you are. And so 99 sign kind of provides that, uh, first sort of humor in Bitcoin to kind of take a step back and look at ourselves and kind of just realize, you know, what we're what we're doing is um, it's important, but it's also kind of, you know, very, very directed. It can be very strong willed. And I can't tell you how many people I've had read this book and then their wives read the book and they just look at a page and point at their husband and say, that's you. This is you. This is your page. And that's just great to see. And just for the theme of the day, this is why I held this up. You know, we were talking about Nigeria and all that. So there's actually the first sign of our book. And I don't know if you can see it or if it's blurred out. Um, Let me get a little closer. 
so it's, it's blurring see. into the. Yeah. No. Yeah, if, if you turn off the blur effect, it should work. Oh, okay. Let me see. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, wh while you do that, hold on. That yellow. Yeah, but yellow's, the... yellow's bothering me. Yellow, you want to say something? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, it just uh, sign one of the book is uh, you've read the entire white paper, which hopefully most people have done. And then the meme is, uh, you know, the most interesting man in the world. And he says, I don't always buy Bit or I, what does it say? Uh, I, I don't always send money to Nigeria, but when I do, I send Bitcoin. So it's just kind of a, a perfect sort of synopsis of what we're what we're seeing around the world and the adoption of Bitcoin and how people are using it from that are that are coming from impoverished countries and being able to look outside their country for the first time and to be able to get things that they haven't been able to get, to be able to have conversations they haven't been able to have and really kind of have a much broader um you know, idea of what the world could be outside of themselves. Awesome. Yeah. And, and I think it's really important, right? Just educating the next generation on the, you know, all the, on, on an alternative, right? If, you know, if we lose that battle, right, if we lose it to the state, you know, for because it is what it is, you know, the state would much rather want kids, the future generation using central bank digital currencies, because that's really what's going to benefit them. Right. So, you know, this type of education is so important. You know, if you have children, get them this book, you know, push this far and wide. And what we try to do on the show is we try to bring you guys all aspects of Bitcoin. Right. We had a guy not too long ago who was using a Bitcoin. He, he built a company um, heating greenhouses with the excess heat of ASICs. We had someone yesterday um, that was describing or talking about uh, taking back your sovereignty in healthcare. We had Texas Slim, same thing. This, this revolution is all about personal responsibility and this book is that, but for children. It teaches children to take personal responsibility, taking back their financial sovereignty, stop outsourcing that responsibility to banks that can easily be co-opted by governments. Anyways, thanks guys. Yellow's been poking me and bugging me. Let's get to the meme review. Let's do it. The Daily Meme Review. Brought to you by Kaboom Racks. I get this question all the time. Nico, where should I buy Bitcoin miners? The answer is Kaboom Racks. It's the best place to buy Bitcoin miners. That's where you're going to find the best deals and the best prices. Start your mining utopia today. To check out their racks, you got to go to t.me slash Kaboom Racks. Join their Telegram group and start your mining journey today. Kaboom Racks. Kaboom. Kaboom Racks. All right. Well, um... Yellow wants another beer, so give me a second. <laughs> well, while he's getting yellow a beer, right, here you go. You here, already know the meme, guys. Yellow's, yellow's got a beer. All right, so he can leave us alone. Anyways, <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it today, yeah, Opti. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say it today, bro. All right. In this narrative trench warfare, if tweets are bullets, memes are artillery, and that's why they're important. Bars. All right, guys. Well, first and foremost, I tell you guys all the time, I try not to put our memes on this one. So this is a template Tuesday by Simply Bitcoin, and this isn't the actual meme review. But, Nico, since it's on your computer today so we can figure it out, scroll down a little bit, and let's just read some of these funnies. Go down. Go to that first one. Just keep going down. There's that, that Wynickus one. Uh, you, 
Inflation, Inflation savings. savings. Just go down and see some of these. <laughs> Becca providing guidance. Christine Lagarde, Tiff Macklin, Jerome Powell, Janet Yellen. Keep going down. There's a bunch of funny ones in here. Bitcoin, Twitter, and me trying to go about my real life business. Go one more. Find one more. Let me expand it. No, no, no. Keep going down. This one by Apex. <laughs> <laughs> the, the normies as the pigeon and Bitcoin all around them. Oh, all right. Anyways, there are a whole bunch of good ones, guys. I'll put it in the description so you guys can go check them out and and add to continue to do the template Tuesdays. Oh, there we go. BTC Ben Law. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of good ones in there, guys. Oh, so man, retweet this. We're at People during COVID. Oh man, dude. A bunch of good ones. So as you guys know. We're trying to give you guys the funnies to have you guys participate in the memes, and I thought this was a good one where everyone liked this one. So go to the next one. Let's go to this next one, Nico. All right, so we got Cosmos of Bitcoin, and he goes, must drop more memes. And he goes, when you posted too many memes already, but the government won't stop doing crazy stuff. And we got, what is this, the Federal Reserve? Oh, no, triple elite memes. Oh, okay. And it goes, oh, my God, I need help, and it's Bitcoin memes. Go to the next one. Uh, this one is by Central Bank Robber, and he goes, Normalize calling CBDC slave coin in all replies to government and mainstream media tweets about CBDCs. And it's got uh, CBDC slave coins in shackles because that's what CBDCs are. They are trying to control you. It's all about control. Opt out with Bitcoin. Take Bitcoin into self-custody. This is the revolution. All right, next one, Nico. This next one is by Get Bitter. And uh, I forget what this is. this um uh what movie? Uh, dude, it's, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's the one where they go to Vegas. Hangover. The hangover. hangover. Yes. Okay. Okay. So hangover meme. And it goes me trying to figure out how much Bitcoin I can buy, but still be able to eat this month. I think we've all experienced this. You look at your, your savings and you're like, wait, do I have enough money to eat and save in Bitcoin? And this last one, considering that we have Bitcoin for kiddos on here. I love Toy Story. I, I'm not ashamed to say it before they before they fucked it up <laughs> and we got Bodhi Sita 777 he goes when people discover Bitcoin and see how inflation steals the value of your time and labor it's when he drops Woody and it's people discovering Bitcoin and Woody is the fiat system that steals the value of your time and labor through monetary debasement and fractional reserve lending I don't want to play with you anymore <laughs> <laughs> yes this is this is what happens once you go down the Bitcoin rabbit hole and you understand that you're being robbed. And, and it's like uh, we showed on today's news, you know, the Nigerians are, are going through this themselves and it's only a matter of time before the Western world wakes up to the same fiat scam. Anyways, uh, I don't have anything over here. So I am going to steal Nico's empty box for his new Xbox controller, which I already broke. Um, super frustrating. <laughs> fiat just, they make sh they make shit so cheap nowadays. I, I had it for like three days and it already broke, man. Okay, um, okay. Uh, in honor of yellow, I'm gonna give it una corona extra. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm gonna give it. Oh, yellow. So you want to say? Oh, by the way, guys, this is simply Bitcoin Live. Put your meme in the live chat, and Opti and I will read it live on the show. Yellow wants to say something. Don't stop. To, to that feeling. Thanks, Yellow. All right. Um, 
what are you guys gonna give the meme? We're gonna we're gonna vote with a meme. It's actually sign nineteen in uh, the spirit of the holidays coming up here. Sign nineteen is your family won't let you talk about Bitcoin at gatherings anymore, but you do anyway. And then so you sit at the kids' table and start talking to them because none of the grown ups want to talk to you anymore. The level I met you guys about a year ago and your level of toxicity has increased tenfold. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Keep it going. Keep it going. You're you're over the target. All right, let's get to some meme scores by the audience. Um Z Logic, I have a chip on my shoulder. I don't think that's a score, but I'll take it. Um Opti's neglected ancestors hairy jeans. <laughs> Score one match, Nico beard wig for Opti. Top beard, not bottom beard. Oh man, that's hilarious. All right, someone's gonna make a meme of that. Uh, yellow, I don't know how you're typed. Ah oh, man, I don't know how you do this. Um, yellow, does this mean you're gonna stay at my house again? For t okay, anyways, yellow is gonna rate these memes with the ability of saying Nigeria without being awkward about making a pronunciation mistake. I am really. Oh man, that's funny. Okay, next one. Z Logic says, um, I give the memes a pixel the size of Texas. Very nice. Um, BT says, I would give a short knock joke. Very good. Next one by Igor. Igor rates the memes. He says, I give this memes a lightning network pathfinding protocol. All right. <laughs> We're out of time. All right, guys, before we get to the is a software update or a website? Uh, I don't even think I updated it yet. So I think I need I don't even know. Nico. What are we doing? I didn't do it. I, I was working to get the show going. All right. So, yeah, we have we definitely have a software update that we have. We haven't done a software update in, in a little bit. So we definitely have a software update for you guys. Um, let's get to it. But before Opti, tell everybody where they could find the written version of Simply Bitcoin. Yes, sir, guys. Definitely go check out simplybitcoin.news. It's our Substack. We are dropping all kinds of hot fire over there, whether it's the culture, whether it's geopolitical, or whether it's just militant Bitcoin signal. We are keeping you guys on the mission and, and doing our best to spread the Bitcoin signal in every way possible, whether it's video, whether it's written form, whether it's skits like Nico and Yellow. Uh, we're, we're, you know, we're trying to do what Bitcoin Kiddos is doing and spread this Bitcoin signal in every way to saturate the culture because this is how we win this narrative war is by capturing the hearts and minds of people and people are liking the writing so go check it out we got awesome authors over there it's zach it's Winicus, it's rustin i think nico might drop some if i force him enough so we're gonna do whatever we can to get you guys that signal guys that that signal doesn't stop also guys check out simply bitcoin's telegram group it's absolutely free you got to go to www.t.me slash the simply bitcoin channel and that's where you could hang out with all the plebs you can drop links to my review we'll get them on the meme review you could you can interact with us live also tag us any questions you have for us join our telegram group it's absolutely free but anyways we do have a software release or no a website by plebe no it's a software release let's check it out Bitcoin software release brought to you by CypherSafe. Don't be that person that loses their Bitcoin seed due to fire damage, water damage, dog attacks. Back up your generational Bitcoin wealth 
on steel and there's no better place to do it than the cypher grid by cypher safe and now check out their new bitcoin art the bitcoin rulux triangle only on cyphersafe.io all right everybody the software release for today is ldk version 0.0.112 better routing performance send receive custom onion messages and more lightning lightning development kit is a library that allows you to build a lightning node without worrying about implementing low level lightning logic correctly ldk is based on rust lightning a full feature but also incredibly flexible lightning implementation allowing you to decide how to use it improved score that provides Provides better routing performance, support for sending and receiving custom onion messages. I like that. Simpler, compact block filter API, lots of refactoring and API cleanup. So if you're running LDK, there is a software update. Anyways, Opti, why don't you tell everybody where they could find the audio version of this show? Yes, 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 guys. We are on Anchor. We are on Spotify. We're on Apple. I think we're on literally every podcasting app out there, but... We are a part of the value for value economy. Go check us out on Fountain. I don't have today's comments linked up, but I'll have them ready for you guys tomorrow. I just flew in, so give me some slack in the chat. Anyways, guys, go check out all the the audio and stuff. We love you. We appreciate it. This is a fun show, man. Yeah, this is a fun show. Very, very hectic. Also, before we, we get to that, I also want to give a very special shout out to our clothing sponsor, representltd.com. It's stylish, it's comfy. Opti and I wear the hoodies every single day. I'm wearing the basic, the white, just the, just the, just the logo. I love this one. This is the one I wear at the airport the most. Opti's wearing the decentralized, represent LTD, decentralized corp, the, the army thing that I can also, never say it right. Also wore it in the airport. Yeah, dude, these things are comfy, they're stylish. He makes Bitcoin merch. He's making Simply Bitcoin merch. You can take advantage of the promo code SIMPLY dash bitcoin to get 10 percent discount on represent ltd.com visit them today also want to give a very special shout out to our awesome guests thank you chris and frida from bitcoin for kiddos thank you for joining us today where can people find you on social media and where can people find out more about your books if they want to buy them social media we are on the twitter handle bitcoin for kiddos with the number four in the middle and then you can find uh, our books either at bitcoinforkiddos.com or bitcoinformaxis.com. And that's all under the umbrella of btcpublish.com. So either all three of those you can use to get to our website and to purchase the books. And uh, yeah, just hit us up on Twitter. We're always loving a chat and we're always in live spaces too. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Guys, thank you for joining us for another episode of Simply Bitcoin. Want to give a shout out to Yellow. Yellow, thank you for, for I think he's going to be at, oh man. I left Puerto Rico. He left my house finally, and now he finally figured and found me, and he'll probably be here for the next couple months eating all my food because that's what Yellow does. He's already taken five of my beers in the last 30 minutes. Very interesting. Anyways, guys, if you enjoyed the show, you know what to do. Smash that like button. If you enjoyed the content, you feel it provided you value, consider subscribing to Simply Bitcoin. And the number one thing you could do to help the peaceful revolution is share this video. In fact, share all Bitcoin content. We love you all. We'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully, looks like we figured out the sound, Opti, but hopefully by tomorrow, we will also figure out the video resolution. Anyways, Guys, we will see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of Simply Bitcoin.
which one's the best crypto asset? Well, Bitcoin's the best crypto asset. Okay, what's the second best? There is no second best. <laughs>